At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hour number two, primetime action here on a Thursday as we... Watch Anthony Rizzo trot around the bases. The solo shot there for the Yankees. Let's go, baby! Kelly, Come on, fire it up! Kelly's in-game. Kelly's in-game there looking a lot better now. Uh, cut that lead in half, 2-1. to one. Yeah, they're going to have to go to the bullpen pretty quickly. Garcia, by the way, only threw five and a third and over 100 pitches. So uh, would expect uh, Dusty uh, may trot out there very soon. Well, I was breaking down his delivery with former college baseball pitcher Matt <laughs> Brown during the break, West, And it's just that delivery is just not going to work out for you long, long term. What, what, how would you describe it, Matt? It's the hokey pokey. The ho- hokey pokey. Yeah, he puts pokey. one foot in, one foot out, then yeah. he throws the ball. That's, that's not the way you pitch. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's hokey pokey in. And uh, – yeah, there's, now he's the, there's, there's the call. You're right. Well, the call has come, and yes. uh, and that's going to be it for him. So Kelly, you're going to get the bullpen here. Let's go. You're going to get the, the plus one and a half at even money, but I said no. This game's you not. You said for no. Cow- I'm greedy. I'm greedy. This game's not for cowards. This yeah. game's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> that's not what this is for. We're going to sit here. And we're going to say no party. This. this ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around. <laughs> that's right. So before we have you run through the uh, the full scoreboard here, Kelly, I do want to let people know there is a game yet to come if you do want to get in. Uh, first pitch coming here in about four or five minutes if you want the Reds and the Cubs. Cubs a slight favorite here, about a minus 125-ish, something like that. You get about 115 on the Reds. This total sitting at 10.5, and, and Wes and I have – 
Uh, I don't know. About, actually, I can't say this about you, Wes, because I don't know. I know for me, I've never spent one single second in meteorology school. I've never taken an online class or anything like that. But when we see a 10 and a half in Wrigley, yes. we uh, we assume the wind's blowing out. Yeah, it is. And and that's why I actually like Graham Ashcraft early on here in the first five innings, because he is a ground ball pitcher. He's been really one of the few bright spots for Cincinnati. It's been uh, uh, lonely days here for uh, poor Reds fans being one of the worst teams in baseball. But Ashcraft <laughs> by the way, 47% or 57%, I should say, in terms of his ground ball rate. Kyle Hendricks has just not been very good this year. 43% fly ball rate. That is the highest of his career. So I took the Reds first five. I got them at plus 102. Let me see what the closer is going to be. There's some plus 105s out there uh, in the market. So if you want to shop around, get a few cents better of the price, it is certainly there for the taking. But I like Ashcraft and the Reds in the first five. Yeah, just looked here. Um, um, 15 miles an hour to left center, out mm-hmm. to left center. So that uh, can certainly help. Yeah, get that Ashcraft's going to throw. He throws a lot of cutters and a lot of sinkers. Mm-hmm. So tough to get those out of the yard, even at Wrigley. Kelly, let's run through the. Uh, oh, actually, let's do one quick other little note here. If you were looking at that Padres and Dodgers game a little bit later, we uh, pulled up the starting lineups here, and Yerkes and Profar is leading off for the Padres, but. In the number two slot, DHing tonight, Manny Machado back in the lineup for the Padres tonight. So again, that looked like a incredibly, incredibly Absolutely. gruesome injury for Absolutely. him, and only ends up missing about a week and a half here. Um, not playing the field, but DHing tonight mm-hmm. back in there for the Padres. So we were saying we really liked Musgrove as it was anyway, and now you see Machado back in the lineup. It kind of makes this even more tempting. And we me. were talking about awards in the final segment of the last mm-hmm. hour of Joe Sheehan. We did not get to NL MVP. Manny Machado really didn't drift up that much in the mm-hmm. market. I'm seeing him like about plus 550. The favorite, of course, is Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt plus 110 is basically what I'm seeing. Pete Alonso 5-1 to one as the Mets continue to win. And then there's Manny Machado. So he really didn't drift all that much. I think at first, the initial prognosis, we thought, okay, Mm. that's a fractured ankle and not a sprained ankle. But he is back. The Padres still right there in the division race, uh, 46 and 31, just a game and a half in the loss gone behind the Dodgers. And they're doing this without Fernando Tatis. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of this is due to Bob Melvin this year. I think Bob Melvin, that is a huge upgrade over Jace Tingler in terms of management. And and you mentioned Tatis. We actually get a timeline on him finally Mm -hmm. where it's looking late. July, early August, they said, yeah. and so now if you were a better um, on this on this Padres team, you know you've got that reinforcement coming down the line mm-hmm. as well, and you got to be pretty. We, I was talking about this a couple of days ago with Ben Wilson. Was you have to be pretty uh, jacked up as well that. Clevenger has looked as well, as good as yeah. he has looked since he's come back because now they, they let him go 86 pitches in his last start, mm-hmm. stretching him on out there. So now you're one, two, three punch of Musgrove, Darvish, and now Clevenger. And if you're getting even close to what Clevenger used to be, yeah. this is a dangerous team. And let's not forget Mackenzie Gore, very yeah. much a rookie of the year candidate for San Diego. And also uh, Sean Manet. I know Blake Snell's kind of been the fly in the ointment mm-hmm. for that pitching staff, and that's why. I don't know if he's going to be one of your primary starters, but nevertheless, I think that's been the big key for the Padres this year because 
The reason why I think they fell off is because that bullpen just got taxed by Jace Tingler. It's like he's using that bullpen too much in May and June. Then you saw in August these guys were dead. But now you got these starters going uh, much deeper in, uh, Darvish going deeper, Musgrove going deeper, Clevenger, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. starting to go a little bit deeper. And that's just going to protect the back end of your bullpen, and that's just going to make you more dangerous come September, October. Kelly, let's run through the full scoreboard here. Uh, You know, there's at least a couple of games. Actually, there's three or four, three games here that people might be interested in getting in on live. Yeah, you got a uh, Phillies Braves, probably not one of them. That is no, 12- that's the one I, I eliminated that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. 12 yes. to 3 Phillies in the sixth. Uh, we got a base hit from Stanton. I need, oh no, I, I need yeah. more than that. I need more than that. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Astros 2 to 1 still up on the Yankees, top of the sixth inning. If you wanted to get in live, let's see, money line off the board after that just happened. Six and a half is your live total. Um, we have the Pirates, 3-2 to two lead over the Brewers, top of the fourth inning. The Pirates, minus 185 live. Brewers, plus 150. 10.5, your live total, juiced to the over. Blue Jays, 2, Rays, nothing. Actually, it looks like the Rays are about to score a run because I'm seeing two. Actually, there's a guy trotting around the bases yeah. right now. There you go. You, yes. 2-1. Two to one. Uh, two to one Blue Jays. So live numbers I'm going to give you are not going to be accurate. I'm surprised DraftKings is behind <laughs> on this. So, yeah, Uh-oh. check that out. And if anybody's watching CFL like I am tonight, BC up on Ottawa 7 to nothing, about to punt on third and five. Oh, yeah, yeah. BC Lions closed, I believe. Third down one nation. And a half point favorites, 48 and a half on the total. The uh, top two passing offenses in the league. <laughs> yeah. We, are you re- so, so we got our CFL talk in. Did, and you, then, do, did you do research or do you, are you reading this off I'm, a website I'm, or something? I'm slowly like that. getting back into it, Matt. I'm slowly yeah, getting yeah, back into don't it. Don't underestimate Kelly, though, on his CFL knowledge. He, he is very the good. Pan- we're gonna- they were one of the sports hurt the most by the pandemic mm-hmm. and took the most, ca- most caution with it. So they took a full season off. It's just been tough to get back mm-hmm. into it. Eric yeah. Heger's been betting it. We're talking yeah, to next and segment. He's going to break down the USFL, the championship game here in the next segment. So we've been going through the AFC West um, team by team. We will continue that on tonight as well. But we do have some alternate win totals. DraftKings has posted some alternate win totals for the AFC West, which I think is pretty interesting because we've talked about this, West a bunch. Like, typically – when a team underperforms, yes. they, they greatly underperform, right? Mm-hmm. It's never like, oh, you know, I thought they, you know, I thought they'd win ten games, they won nine. Like right. it's like, oh, I thought they win ten games, they won seven. You know, and it's it's t- tends to be something like that, whether it's because of a major injury or you know, you know, so, stuff like that. And so these all win totals are pretty interesting when you start to kind of break this stuff down, and and you do have to go off of what you believe is as an opinion heading into the season. But, you know, you got a team like, let's start at the top with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. who's alt-under, and this is, of course, their, their alternate, is 9.5. They're alt-over 9.5. The under being plus 225. The over being minus 280. And then the alt on the high end is 11.5 wins, which is the under minus 200 and the over on the uh, Chiefs is plus 160. Now, we'll talk about the Chiefs a little bit later in the program here, but their schedule is Absolutely brutal. Yeah. It yeah. is absolutely brutal. And so you look at them, and they would still be over 500 to go. I mean, you could go nine and eight and mm-hmm. still be over 500 mm-hmm. plus 225. Yeah, I was looking at both of those, actually. Mm. And, and look, I usually, for a win total, don't like to lay heavy vig, but mm. even the under 11 and a half at minus $2, it's like, 
You look at that schedule, by the way, yeah. and you mentioned the hardest schedule. Uh, several different publications, including PFF, where Eric Eager uh, works for, and he will be with us in the next segment. Kansas City, hardest schedule. Warren Sharp, Kansas City, mm-hmm. hardest schedule. And I've seen several others that confirm those, those same things. So I look at Kansas City, I'm like, I know that they're the Chiefs. I know they have Mahomes. I know they've won a Super Bowl. You see 12 wins on that schedule? That's a lot to get to 12 wins on this schedule because even winnable road games, like you look at Arizona, week one might be winnable. Who knows what's going to happen with Kyler Murray? But we know Arizona, at least historically under Kingsbury, are quick starters. Not so much good finishers, but that's not an easy road game to have. And then you have the Chargers coming in. Then you have perhaps an improved Indianapolis team coming in. Then you go to Tampa Bay. I could see them being two and two, or maybe even one and three in those first four games. And I think on the, uh, the uh, on the flip side of this would be the team that's at, at the bottom of this, which is the Raiders. And if you're yeah. bullish on the Raiders, you know, an over nine and a half. So if you think this team can get to ten and seven, you can catch plus one sixty five on this Raiders squad that is much, much, much improved. They pick up obviously Devontae Adams. They get some guys on the defensive side of the ball as well. And Wes, you you, you look and. You know, a, a ten and seven. That's not like mm-hmm. that's not. It is. A, don't get me wrong. It is. A, it is a great season, but it's not like the greatest, craziest season or anything right. like that. So, like, is it is it out of the realm of possibility that this Raiders team gets to ten wins if they're kind of fortunate enough to to catch some teams at the wrong time? If they're fortunate enough to catch a team with an injury, I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. I mean, I think if I was betting the Raiders, I would certainly be looking at that kind of the all Yeah, and, and I think you got to look. They're going to be very good offensively. Mm-hmm. I think McDaniels just being there is going to be an upgrade on offense. And then the fact that you have Devontae Adams, that Fresno State connection with him and Derek Carr. You have Renfro underneath. You have one of the most targeted tight ends in Darren Waller. The key for the Raiders is obviously going to be the defense. Mm-hmm. They have a new coordinator this year. Patrick Graham comes in from the Giants. New staff pretty much on that side of the ball. They were, they were very good at getting to the quarterback, and they re-upped Max Crosby to go ahead and do just that. But their coverage had some real problems last year. We will uh, we'll talk about a couple of other teams later. We'll talk about the Broncos. We'll talk about the Chargers a little bit later in the show as well. But next, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Mr. Eric Eager is going to join us here. We're going to talk some AFC West with him and some USFL. It is primetime action here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. 
every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Primetime action here on VEASAN, Matt, Kelly, and Wes, and I'm wasting no time. To get to Dr. Mr. Eric Eager, you can find him over at Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore. Eric, it is Eric Eager. Thanks for joining us, my man. Uh, Thanks for having me on. So, uh, Kelly wants me to ask you about the AFC West, but I don't care what Kelly wants me to ask you about. So, I'm going to move on here and ask you some other questions before we get to the AFC West questions. And uh, first and foremost, I want to know, you guys are starting to do your projections for the season. You guys are starting to do your simulations for the season as well. As these have started to come around and come about, what is what has surprised you as as far as the simulations goes? Or any team that is far exceeding where you thought that 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 you thought they would be, or or the vice versa, some team that is is way way down. I think when we look at it, I think the Giants are the team that are very surprising as far as a positive. Um, we look at their schedule; they have a schedule that is about a point easier per game uh, than the average team on a neutral field, and you know they're very much a team that you know I think. When we look at you know Dan, uh, you know Joe Judge, we look at Jason Garrett. Um, I, I think that we're going to be surprised at how like just even average coaching, how much of an upgrade that's going to be over what you know they had to put up with last year uh, in New York. And furthermore, I think Daniel Jones, like he's obviously not a great quarterback. He's not a, a like I don't think he's going to be worth a second contract in any in any way, shape, or form. But I don't, you know, something like a 2017 Blake Bortles season, I think, is is within the the realm of possibility for him. So, uh, Eric, I uh, was looking at the latest column up at PFF. I believe the the uh, author is uh, Mr. Lindsay on this one, and he power rates all 32 teams. And was surprised a little bit to see some teams down in the 20s that thought, you know, maybe they could be sleeper teams if the quarterback works out. And that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm seeing them down at 22. That seems like such a wide-open division to me. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen with Watson in Cleveland, Cincinnati off making a Super Bowl appearance, Baltimore. Seems Seemingly is the most consistent team in the division, but what do you make of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year? And do you think Mitch Trubisky can can make that offense better? And certainly, it's been the last several years. 
Yeah, I think there's two schools of thought. There's one that says Ben Roethlisberger was so bad over the last couple of years that even somebody like Mitch Trubisky can be better. And then there's, I think, folks that look at, you know, Mike Tomlin and say, man, you know, he really coached, a, you know, above his weight class the last couple of years. Can he continue to do it even if there's not a, that stability uh, of having the quarterback in Big Ben? Um, I think that those are two, you know, really, you know, good questions. I, I think when I look at that team from a roster standpoint, they don't have a great secondary. I think their linebackers are poor. Uh, they do have, you know, they lose stuff on to it. They still have Hayward and, and Watt, which are great. Um, you know, the offensive line is, is probably not good enough. And I think Najee Harris, even though he put up a lot of yards last year, was at 3.9 yards per carry. Um, so I don't necessarily look at that as like being above average and, I mean, I think like with respect to, you know, you know, their projection this season, the AFC is just way too hard, uh, in my opinion, of a conference uh, for, for a team like that to, to really soar this year. So along that line of thought there, Eric, I'll tell you what I have been doing. I have been collecting long shot MVP tickets on NFC quarterbacks, and it is a strategy that I have taken to for not only this, I'm going to use it for the quarterbacks that are all projected to go at least in the first or second round in the draft next year as well. I'm using it for, I'm using it for the Heisman. Now I'm using it for the number one overall pick. I'm using it for everything to try to collect these guys here. And so you can kind of see this ridiculous hodgepodge of, of bets that I've already made. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, stuff like that because of what you just mentioned. The AFC is an absolute murderer's row, basically from top to bottom and over on the NFC, you know, I think we could be very surprised as to how this all shakes out. And so I want to know what you think of kind of a strategy like that, because, you know, don't you think that there is a pathway for the Eagles to end up 11 and six or something like that? And Jalen hurts to, you know, have a season where people talk about him in the same, you know, voice as some of these other guys, Kirk cousins and them finally break through and, and finally put a whole season together with a new offense up there. And they're not going to get all conservative. Do you, do you think that this is something that maybe could work out towards the end of the season? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I like your thought process. Um, I, it's why I'm on teams like the giants. I'm on the, on teams like Detroit to make the playoffs, because I do think there's just going to be one, team that you know makes the playoffs in that conference that we're all looking at and saying man that team stinks right now um my money is on detroit just because their schedule is so easy and they have a bunch of good you know first round picks and stuff um that are playing on that team um but but yeah i like that strategy i would say the only leak in it is in the afc you know generally speaking uh, strength of schedule is almost never right now what we end up thinking it's going to be um, you know, in the future and, you know, noise is the way it is. I, I think, uh, you know, MVP voters are going to look at it. Let's say the bills go 14 and three in that tough conference. They're going to, they're going to give it to Josh Allen much more readily than they're going to give it to a Jalen hurts or a Kirk cousins or an Aaron Rodgers. or let's say, you know, the chargers finally break out and win that division by a couple of games. I think it's going to Herbert, that kind of thing. I think, I think the voters in their mind kind of adjust for difficulty. And given how how hard the AFC is and how compelling it's going to be this year, I think that the best team in the AFC, I think that quarterback's going to win the MVP. 
Eric, uh, you mentioned playoffs, and speaking of playoffs, and we'll get into the NFL in just a minute, but I want to go to the USFL. We have a championship game on Sunday at the uh, Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. Philadelphia Stars, Birmingham Stallions. Birmingham has kind of been really the class of the field, at least all year. Nine and one, they just got off to a good start and kept going, but I know you previewed this up at PFF, and uh, you were all aboard the Case Cookus train, the uh, former Northern Arizona quarterback who is leading Beating the Philadelphia Stars, who oh. did upset New Jersey in the last round. I didn't know. I didn't know where you're going with that, Wes. And then, like when you said that he plays for Philadelphia, I got excited. Eric, I don't know if you know it. I have a Philadelphia Stars futures ticket to win the the champion. I don't know what it's called. Well, uh, it's I not mean, this, it was just super the grand game. I, I don't know what I don't know what the USFL is calling it, but yeah. What? It's just ordained. I mean, in in the first uh, you know version of the USFL from '83 to '85, the Philadelphia Stars made it twice to the championship game, and then they moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Stars and made it in the. So they're four for four in making the, the USFL title game. So it was a good bet. I am also the holder of a seven to one ticket for the Stars uh, to to win it all. So uh, I'm with you right there. Uh, I made the game three and a half. I know. Um, you know, the uh, Circa as well, I have, I have a lot of respect for them. They made it three and a half. It's four and a half most on most places in the market. So I would probably advise people to take it. Uh, Birmingham had a great game last week, but they did have two touchdowns on returns. And prior to that game, they had not been covering the spread uh, and not been getting great quarterback play. So uh, I think it's stars or nothing for me. If I had to bet on the total, I'd probably make it under just because uh, you know, Birmingham likes to la- shorten a game and the league, you know, for those that watch in the first and third quarter, the clock doesn't stop uh, for basically anything. So um, that's why you had like one, one and a half possessions in the whole third quarter last week uh, in that Birmingham game. So I would go stars and under. Um, I- I'm kind of looking forward to the game, to be honest with you. It's-, it's been somewhat of a fun season, especially in the second half of the year. And the fact that they've completed the season, too, which, of course, uh, the Alliance of American Football was unable to do. The XFL was unable to do. I know I saw an interview. Moose Johnston is the, I believe, I don't know his official title, the competition director, basically, for the USFL. And he wants to make this, you know, a kind of a minor league destination for these guys to get to the NFL. And from what I've watched of it, I haven't watched it every week, guys, but it's been pretty solid play, I think, in comparison oh, I've watched to some every, of the other every, 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 every week, Wes. I've, I've watched it every week. And, uh, yes, no, I actually have not. I, I didn't even know. I didn't. I didn't know the championship games this weekend until they told me a couple weeks ago. Um, Eric, one we've been uh, we've been previewing the AFC West here. We're going to talk about the Chiefs a little bit later in the show, and I know you're a Chiefs guy, so I would like to hear your thoughts on what you believe this Juju Smith-Schuster situation is going to turn out. I mean, is, do you feel like this is just oh, okay? He's going to step in and everything's going to be okay. How long do you think the adjustment period is for a Sky Moore? Like, what is this offense going to look like? Let's call it the first five six games of the season. I think it's I think they're very much going down the Patriots path of recent years, trying to have less uh, fragility, have the offense depend upon less uh, individuals and and sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, spread out the risk, if you will. Um, and I really like I, I think it's going to take them a little bit of time to acclimate. But honest, honestly, like last year, you know, uh, Tyree kills average depth of target went down two and a half yards. His yards per catch went down a yard and a half. They need to do something because defenses were starting to figure out, you know, that offense that depended so much on the deep threat that was Tyree Kill. So I'm happy that they went with Schuster. Marquez Valdez-Scanling, I think, is going to be a good deep threat for them. Sky Moore is a great draft pick, and I think they're going to free up McCole Hardman to finally be kind of more of a gadget guy, which I think is a better role for him. The last few years, they've been so, they, they've had so few 
so little depth at wide receiver that they wanted McCole Hardman to be the number two, and I just don't think that was ever in the cards for him. You can find him over at PFF. He is also the co-host of the PFF Forecast. You can find him on the Twitter machine at PFF underscore Eric. He is Dr. Mr. Eric Eager. Thanks for joining us, my man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. He is, he's, he's in there for the Chiefs. He's a mm-hmm. Chiefs guy. He doesn't think it's going to be that big of a deal. We'll discuss the Chiefs a little bit later in the show. See what uh, the three of us think about this Chiefs team. I mean, listen, again, at the end of the day, that schedule is going to be absolutely brutal. We'll come back on the other side. We'll also take a look at all of these baseball games because, Kelly, you're still live. And uh, there's a couple of other scores here that have gone towards people on the desk. It is primetime action here on a Thursday. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Competed 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of 100000 American dollars. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only terms and conditions do apply. Other eligibility restrictions also apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. So we take a look here at the scoreboard. The Pirates now five to three over the Brewers. So uh, that had gone that had gone for us, then had gone against you, and now it has gone back for you yet again. You're up two runs here in this one. Yeah, two run shot here in the bottom of the fourth by Perez. So Brubaker still out there for the Pirates. A solid outing, and really, if you look at Brubaker, the record has been bad: mm-hmm. one and seven and twelve starts. But ERA just a little bit over four. So I mean, he's kind of been, I think, a little bit unlucky. By the way, Hauser has long been chased. It is a suitor in. He's gone the last mm-hmm. one and two thirds for the Brewers as Brubaker gets a strikeout, two outs here. So if you bet Pirates uh, first five, you're one out away, and that was plus money. So I went full game at 120. So uh, we shall see how that turns out. Uh, Reds give up a run in the bottom in the uh, bottom of the first uh, on a Drury fielding error. So Cubs up one to nothing. That is now in the top of the second. But Joey Votto has just reached on an error. Yeah, if uh, you have the Blue Jays first five, you can cash that one. We're already to the bottom of the fifth here. They lead two to one. We were talking about what an important important start this was for Yusei Kikuchi so far. So good for this Blue Jays team. And if you're a fan of the Blue Jays and if you think that they can make a run in that division or at least make a run mm-hmm. to get towards the playoffs here, Kikuchi so far, five innings, only two hits given up. He's only walked one, and he has struck out eight, Wes. So yeah, and this the, is the by far the best start of his, of his season. So. And the Rays, by the way, went with the opener. Whistler mm-hmm. went the first inning. Ryan Yarborough getting the bulk of the work. So, so far, two to one Blue Jays. Gosh, you look at these teams, too, in the AL East. Toronto, we all thought, okay, this is kind of going to be mm-hmm. the year where Toronto is a factor. And they're nine games yeah, over 500. Right. They've played really good baseball. The Rays still six games over, and that's impressive by the fact that they've been hurting in terms of who they can send up to at the plate. They've had a lot of guys out. So these teams, and even the Red Sox have come alive. So these teams are all doing great and having really good seasons. But when you look up and see 56 and 20 with the New York Yankees, it's like, okay, we're playing for the wild card it, it now, really guys. Is. It's, the, it's the truth. I mean, like, you, you understand. I think at this point, even though we haven't even gotten to the all-star break, that, you know, you might find these teams, like you're talking about, Wes, just kind of settling back some at mm-hmm. some point and, and, like, maybe getting some guys some extra rest here yeah. and there, like, making do it. Cause yeah, like, it's like you we're know, playing for the wild card. Why, yeah, why press it with some of these guys? If you're, if, you're, if you're good enough, like this Blue Jays team is, to to 
to you're gonna hit, they're gonna hit their way to like you're. I mean, they're gonna hit their way to like you said, twenty games over five hundred, mm-hmm. most likely or something like that. So, um, w- with that, yeah, I wouldn't surprise me to see you know Springer get some extra days off here and yeah. there. Vlad start to get a day off here and there as well because look, you're you're really just playing to get in the playoffs at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, I don't see the Yankees stopping right now, even though the Astros trying to do their part. Man on, by the way, bottom of the seventh. It is two to one. Stanton does hit a home run. I know uh, Midland Midland here behind the glass uh, went ahead plus 290 on the pinstripes. And uh, it was not Stanton. It was Rizzo, I should say, top of the six. But now we're into the bottom of the seven, 2-1 Astros. Yeah, I don't, I'm not liking this reliever they brought in. Uh, that's all the analysis I got so far. He, uh, he uh, His first two pitches were way out, Maranacchio. way outside the strike zone. So we have the ma- – so we're about to see. Does, does anyone take advantage of the massive shift – where they could just bunt the ball down the third baseline and move a runner into scoring position. They are not. They, I mean, especially with a man on first and no outs. Like, shouldn't you be doing that every <laughs> single time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get baseball. I don't get baseball. Yeah. It's, it is one of those things, too. And that was an outside pit. He easily could have just, like, lunged yeah. the bat at it. Yeah. Right. Just, just, just one of those, like, yeah. little Ichiro, kind yeah. of like almost a slappy down the line that he yeah. was always beat out to first base. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it's – so we used – you know – in, basic, like you're, you're up in the one. ancient days of baseball, you actually used to sacrifice guys to second base to get <laughs> right, them into scoring saying. position. Yeah. This is a free base and a free trip to second base right here, and instead he strikes out. Strikes out. Because, yeah. you know, the analytics say you don't you don't want to do that anymore. But it's just the entire left side of the infield was standing over at second. And, and that's kind of my point. Worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case, right? You are up one with a man on second with one out. Yeah. And now you're it's one out and you got a man on first. Yeah, it's 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 super interesting. So over at Wimbledon, um American Taylor Fritz gets it done in straight sets. So he does advance on the men's side of things. Richard Gasquet gets it done. He advances in four sets. Nick Kyrgios in a very, very impressive performance today. Six two, six three, six one. So impressive, in fact, Wes. I went in and took an 18 to 1 mm-hmm. on Kyrios. I do not think he wins it. This is still Novak Djokovic's tournament to win. That being said, Kyrios has there was a tiny little thing, a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing at the beginning of this match. But by and large, over the last couple of matches, he's kept his mouth shut. He's kind of gone out there and just started mm-hmm. to play tennis. And it was like, wow. This is what this guy can do when he just focuses on playing tennis. And then he gets in the desk after the match and they're interviewing him. And they even bring it up because like yeah. it's so shocking that this guy is like just playing tennis. And they literally said they're like, it it seems like you're you're more focused. And he was kinda like, Oh, I'm always focused. And what is well, you're like they didn't know how to say like <laughs> right. they didn't well, know how to say you were a yeah, crazy yeah, dude yeah, and yeah, we like, never know, know which one's gonna show they up. They didn't know how to say like yeah well you're not yelling at people in the stands and like you're not yelling yeah. at people at whatever. You didn't you, act like a child yeah, today yeah, out there you know the and court. all this. And then I think he kind of picked up on what they were laying down and he mm-hmm. and he started to say he's like you know look here's the thing, it's it's uh I've got a he, he said he's got a good girlfriend now he's like he goes I'm 27 I'm I'm not out partying all the time yeah. now and yeah. he got he said like all these things where I'm kind of going listen I'm willing to be fooled by this guy if he goes out there and loses his mind in the next round and whatever it is what it is but like he is one of the mm-hmm. most 
naturally talented oh, yeah. guys you will ever see on a tennis court. He has just never been able to keep his brain part in. And, like, if he can actually do that this tournament with one – all the withdrawals, the players that couldn't play, yeah. all the stuff that's going on here. Yes, Novak Djokovic is still in this tournament. But but he's in the top end of the right. draw, and you look at the bottom end of the draw, and it's absolutely cleared out, or I think, mm-hmm. or at least somewhat cleared up. If you look just at uh, Kyrgios' corner, of course, he's quarter, he's got to get Tsitsipas yeah. in the next round. But if he gets by there, Shapovalov has mm-hmm. been knocked out. Uh, RBA has been knocked out. So you'll have either uh, Nakashima, the Brandon Nakashima, the young American, or you'll have Galan. On the Colombian in the uh, fourth round in the round of 16. So all of a sudden, and you've got some other seeded guys that are knocked out. OJ Aliasim is a guy who I yeah. thought was going to go a lot deeper in this draw. He gets knocked He's out. He's gone. The first Diego Schwartzman got bounced today in yeah, five, ex- in exactly. five sets. Exactly. And then there's that's why it's kind of opened up a little bit for Nadal. But even Nadal, you look at his first two matches. Mm-hmm. Sarandulo, the man from Argentina, takes him four sets. Barancas took him four sets. He's got the Italian Sanego in the third round. And then maybe a tricky round of 16 with Richard Gasquet. I know Richard Gasquet is is old, but grass is his best surface. Yeah. So certainly could give Nadal a good match. So this is not a cakewalk for Nadal. So I think Kyrgios actually uh, could be some sneaky good value. If he gets by Tsitsipas, I think the draw is going to start to clear. Yeah, for like him. I said, I'm, I'm willing to be fooled here because the the talent is there. Like the talent is absolutely there. I mean, like when I watched this guy, but watching that match today, I was sitting there looking, and I could not help in my head but think, man, what if? What if this mm-hmm. guy didn't waste four years on tour screaming at people in the stands and trying to find reasons to get mad at the umpire and slamming rackets and all this stuff? Because he thought that that's what he needed to do. That was his persona. That was his personality. And and now he's finally at the ripe old age of 27. You know, he was talking about how he was an old man, essentially. Like, oh, he was just kind of like, I mean, I'm 27 now. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're 27, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like, you got a lot of years left, you know. I am uh, I am just wait. I, I can't wait to see how this uh, how this bet works out for you. Uh, I, I love Mr. Dick Curios, too. I mean, like, he's so good. But, man. It just feels like he's way. Now it just feels like he's building you up hey, for him to mm-hmm. have an epic. Implosion. Like I said, I'm willing to be fooled. Like you I, feel I'm, like I'm you're watching be... uh, the calm, happy Gilmore, and yeah. you're just like right. waiting. To, yeah. Here comes the putter throw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as we sit right now on the men's side, Novak Djokovic minus two hundred to win the whole thing. Rafael Nadal plus four fifty. Carlos Alcaraz is sitting there at twelve to one. Tsitsipas at fourteen to one. Kyrgios at sixteen to one. Taylor Fritz at 35, Demonora is at 40, Isner's at 50, Ugo Umber is at 65. So that's kind of where we sit right now. And like that ought to give you an idea yeah. as well. As I read off these names and I read off these numbers as to what's left in this field, what was what we even started with in this field, because again, it was a weakened field to begin with, with who could play, who couldn't play, the injuries, all the yeah, stuff and like got that. Some guys that are already out, Casper Ruud, yeah. the three seed out, Herkaz went out in the first round, Berrettini and Chilich, who I actually liked. I actually thought mm-hmm. had a chance to go deep in this draw. He withdrew due to a positive COVID-19 test. So, you know, I know it's hard to get past Djokovic and Nadal here, but Nadal's had a couple testers in the first two rounds. And, you know, he labored again today. Yeah. He labored again today. I mean, he gets it done in four sets, but he labors again today, you know? And I mean, I think that I, uh, in a tournament that he wasn't 100% sure he was going to play anyway, mm-hmm. I wonder, does that is that able to hold up over the course of two weeks? You know, that's that's my big question with Nadal here, but uh, we'll talk the the women's side a little bit later in the show as well. Check in on some golf odds as well. This is primetime action here on a Thursday. Matt Kelly and Wes coming back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer for the next 31 days. Sign up today, and you'll get VEASAN's best bets emails, including Adam Burke's daily best bets, NFL preseason coverage, uh, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, and through this weekend, USFL. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of all the betting tools, live video stream, whenever you want to see our beautiful faces, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July the 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. We apologize in advance if you do look on the video stream. We sound <laughs> probably much better than mm-hmm. we I don't, so, I don't know about We apologize. That. I have a face for radio. I've we, been we, told that on several occasions. We, we apologize for that, but uh, we do want you to pay the $19, though. So give it a whirl. You can always just look the other way or something. I'm or down to my final four outs, boys. Oh, no. I need, I need Mike Stanton to come up big here. Not going by Mike Giancarlo anymore. Stanton? Yeah, he's not going by Mike anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Giancarlo Stanton. 
Uh, so yeah, so you're going to get Presley here in the ninth, who has been really, really good for the Astros. That was uh, a strike? Come on up. Stop trying to get Oh, home. so uh, we're just going to get we're, – since we're freestyling this segment anyway, we're just going to get off topic. So they put a compilation together over the last four years of – Pitches that have been called strikes on Aaron Judge because he's six foot seven, yeah. and mm-hmm. like the umpire just automatically just assumes any pitch that crosses the plate essentially is a strike or yes. something. And it's like some of the p- most absurd things you've ever seen in in your life. And it's just one, oh oh Ke- oh no, Kelly, yeah. it's a flare. Now it's it's a, flare. Oh, a flare. Yeah, we gotta run around. It's a run flare. Around. It's a flare. That'll do. Oh whoa whoa whoa. Take it easy there, John. Whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> Get back over there, Giancarlo. But yeah, it's like pitches just. It's like because he's tall, a ball like crosses his neck, and the umpire's like, "That's mm-hmm. right," you know. And it's like four, four like, or five inches outside, like you know. The, uh, the uh, Eric Gregg strike yeah. zone from back in the '90s <laughs> with Levon Hernandez there when the Marlins won the World Series, where anything pretty much in the zip code was a strike. Yeah, it was just it's it's just insanity, and it's it go, the video goes on for like three minutes too, because it's just like he's had so many horrible calls against him over the last four years that it it just continues to go. On and on and on. Uh, on the women's side of the uh, Wimbledon draw here, we are still looking at Iga Swiatek as a plus 140. Uh, plus 140 to win the whole thing. Anjabur, 5-1. to one. Coco Goff sitting at 9-1. to one. Simona Halep at 10-1. to one. Helena Ostapenko now at 12-1. to one. Kvitova's at 14-1. to one. Sakari is at 16-1. to one. Kerber at 20. Everybody else 35 or longer before we get into the the results of of what's going on and what what it looks like moving forward here, Wes. You said you did put in some bets before the tournament. Yeah, I just have uh, Anjabur uh, here as a mm-hmm. ten to one pre tournament. Now you can get it at half at five to one. And look, been in great form. I mean, nobody's been in Igas Piatek form, obviously, but. Jabour, uh, 7-0 on grass, did win the Berlin event. Remember, you probably recognized her a little bit from that clip that went viral if you don't follow tennis very closely. She was a, a doubles partner of Serena Williams in one of yeah. the lead-ups. Serena did not, of course, play singles until uh, playing Harmony Tan the other day before she bowed out in the first round. But Jabour, the, all the rallies were coming to her in the doubles match, and she just kept hitting. I think she cut across Serena for one and hit a brilliant winner down the line and put her away and Serena kind of gave her respected the bow to her mm. and whatnot so uh, uh, she is a player out of Tunisia and she is the number three seed currently I believe four of the top five are still left in this draw because Annette Conovate who is the number two seed is already out of this draw but you've seen a lot of other top ten women's side players go out Pliskova's out Danielle Collins is out Garbine Muguruza Emma Raducanu are all out but just looking at, I, I just really liked uh, Jabura's draw here, and she'll get either the winner of Kerber and Elise Mertens in the round of 16. So, you know, the the bottom of the draw is actually cleared out, too, because Conovate is out, Benchich is out. So I think uh, uh, the woman from Tunisia can go a long way, and obviously Sviatek up there, the rightful favorite at the top of the draw, she'll get Elise Cornet in round three, and then going into the uh, fourth round, the round of 16, either Tom Janovich or Krejcikova. Yeah, so we're we're sitting here looking at at this and like listen, I want to say this. Iga is by far, you know, the the best player left in the tournament. Again, it's not her surface. It is one of those tournaments too where someone can get super super hot serving 
and you can pull an upset. I mean, listen, she won her 37th straight match today, mm-hmm. but she did lose a set. So, I mean, there was there she did have to win in three, so it wasn't just a foregone conclusion that she was going to just moonwalk on through. So I took a few, um, I took a couple of, of, of shots before as well. I have um, Ostapenko. I have her at 21 to 1, so she's down to 12 to 1, feeling fairly good about that one. I have Allison Risk at 100 to 1. She's down to 65 to 1. So um, at least I have that one in, in store as well. But I mean, you look at this. I mean, Jabor's playing extremely, extremely well and can certainly pull off uh, an upset in this thing. And I, so 5 to 1, I think, is fair. Coco Golf, as good as she is, I do wonder. I do wonder if, you know, the moment that letting that slip mm-hmm. away, you know, letting mm-hmm. that slip away last time and now going on into the into Wimbledon here in a surface that, you know, listen, Americans just in general aren't used to, you know, just the grass is just yeah. born to Americans yeah. just in, in general playing on a surface. And she's super young. So um, I, I just don't have faith there at that nine to one price or something. So, I mean, listen, it's Iga's tournament to lose, but I wouldn't mind anyone kind of saying, making some sort of case to me. That they wanted to put in one of these longer shot yeah. players. I mean, listen, uh, I don't think Anisimova is going to be a pushover for Coco Golf by any stretch. Yeah, no, I, like you look like, like Krajikova at fifty to one is is a a proven player. Bedosa at fifty to one is a, a proven player for sure. Kerber is someone who I got I you know heard some very smart tennis minds say that they didn't think was you know it was out of the realm of possibility for mm-hmm. for her to be in the mix here late in week two. So, you know, listen, there's, yes, it's Ega, but I don't think it's Ega for sure like it is right. on all the other surfaces. Right. Like, you know, like we knew for sure, like the French, like Clay, it was going to be Ega no matter what. Like mm-hmm. that, there was just no chance. Like she's basically going to become the the female Nadal on, right. on, on Clay. She's going to win every time there. But, um, you know, on grass, completely different story here. And I think that some of these girls with these with these big serves, if they can get hot, and the the grass certainly plays to those big serves. I, no, I don't think anybody is is bulletproof here. Right, exactly. And and the only really open part of the draw from a seeded player standpoint that uh, that bottom quarter that Conovate was the number mm-hmm. two seed. Somebody unseeded is going to get into the quarterfinals here at Wimbledon. You have Watson, Juvon, Watson, obviously the local uh, from mm-hmm. Great Britain, Serenko and Niemeyer of the German. So somebody's going to get in down there, but. Yeah, I think that this is a little bit more wide open than the French. I'm going to stick with Jabur, the Tunisian, who's playing great, even though Kerber and Mertens would be a tough match in the round of 16, both very capable. A couple of uh, quick NBA notes. Oh, have we gotten anything juicy, or are you just... Uh, There's one semi-juicy one here. Kyle Anderson agreeing to a two-year deal with the Timberwolves for $18 million. I think that's a great price tag. Uh, to add uh, to add a really solid role player in a position of need for the uh, Timberwolves, I think that's a big one. And then I just saw Mike Adams tweet this out: Lakers on the current roster, seven clutch clients. Clutch being the uh, agency. The agency, yes, yes, exactly. Six non-clutch clients. So that's how much LeBron James has really taken over. What's going on with the Lakers mm-hmm. and the Lakers uh, front office? Yeah, LeBron and Rich Paul basically run the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll see if uh, we'll see if Rich Paul can get that Adele residence he going here finally in Las <laughs> Vegas as that's moved around to a couple properties and we hadn't seen a show yet.
So over in the UFC, and we'll have we'll uh, we'll talk more in depth tomorrow about this. But we have a a really exciting card here. Super big names going at it as well. You can take a look at the main card here on the screen. I mean, listen, if you haven't seen Sean O'Malley fight, he is super, super exciting. He's to always watch the fight. opener on a pay-per-view yeah. because he is super exciting. Su- super exciting to watch fight. He's a huge, he's a huge favorite here. Minus 295, Pedro Munoz. So why, why uh, do I feel like I always see him as a massive, like a $3 favorite? Like, like, can we find an opponent for Sean O'Malley that where he's like evenly priced? He, he like keeps beating guys in these openers on these big pay per views. He did it last year on or uh, the year they had the Connor uh, Poirier fight at right. fight week. I don't know if that was last year or the year before, but yeah, he keeps winning. It's like, okay, when is he going to be able to move up to a title shot at bantamweight? So we've got uh, we also have Robbie Lawler. As a as a slight favorite here, Barbarina, he's minus one twenty. Obviously, if you, you're well aware of Robbie Lawler by now, uh, he's another super exciting guy. And then we have two different uh, title fights on this one as well. Volkanovski is going to be defending his featherweight title against Max Holloway right now. Volkanovski sitting about a minus two hundred favorite, Holloway plus one seventy, and then Izzy Adesanya, a massive, massive minus four fifty favorite. Over Jared Cannonier, rightfully so. Izzy is one of the one of the best. Could go down as one of the best all time before it is all said and done. We'll get to our number three here on primetime action. Matt Kelly West coming back. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.